welcome to the podcast Q&A today. Q&A based on the questions that were sent in from the last power check-in. I'll talk a little bit about the four-week challenge at the end, how we all found it, how it went, what the results were. Feels a little bit like boxing day today. It feels a little bit like, oh, it's finished. Hmm, what next? Kind of thing. But no, not at all. I'd also like to touch on how to approach that and how to move swiftly onwards from that. But for now, these questions, as I say, came in. A lot of them are actually really, really frequently asked questions anyway, so I'm really glad that you included them. And uh, yeah, as ever, if you've got absolutely any comments, queries, want to expand on these, if something touches with you, if it's something that you're like, oh my goodness, I think that too, or this really resonated with me as ever, please send me a message. It's been something that's going on a lot actually at the end of podcasts and I really do appreciate it. It's good to know um, um, what's helping, what's not, um, what's really kind of hitting with you. So if there is anything in this one, please send me a message, but for now, enjoy. Q&A. Number one, not sure if you've covered this before, are carbohydrates really the devil? Should you only have carbs before slash after a workout or is it really just about the calories? Are carbohydrates really the devil? Well, you did not hear that from me, that's for sure. I think anyone who says they don't love carbs is lying. (laughs) Maybe they don't let themselves have carbs. That's different from saying they don't enjoy carbs. Okay, what do I mean by carbs to start with? Um, Carbohydrates. They will go into both your sugary and starchy carb brackets, shall we say, your breads, pastas, pizzas, cakes, sweets, fruit, everything, dairy products and carbs as well. Um, They're carbohydrates. If you do not enjoy these foods, I am intrigued as to know where you get your enjoyment because I think a lot of us can hand on heart say that we do. We do really, really enjoy these carbs and I have absolutely never advocated that any one of my clients cut these foods out. So if you're thinking carbohydrates really are the devil, that's very much a traditional dieting mentality. If you grew up in the 90s, in the noughties, I know for sure anyway, we were a low fat household. So it was always flora light, um, light mayo, diet coke, heaven forbid, um, a can of real coke got into the house. That was just an absolute no-go. Um, but yeah, we were very much raised on a low-fat diet of the 90s. Um, but low-carb has also been a really, really prevalent, a prevalent diet. Why do people think this? Well, essentially, there's three food groups. Your proteins, carbs, and fats. Those three macronutrients, those food groups, make up your diet. By taking out one of those food groups, let's say in this instance carbs, by taking out one of those food groups, essentially what you're doing is you're taking out a big chunk of the calories that you would normally eat. So is it directly removing carbs that's helping you to cause that lose weight? No, it's the fact that you're taking out a food group, therefore you're eating less, therefore probably putting yourself in more of a deficit than losing weight. The reason carbs also come with a kind of added quote unquote, the horns of the devil is that for every gram of carbohydrates you eat, you also pull in on average between about three and four grams of three and five grams of water. So let's just say four grams for simplicity's sake. So for every gram of carb, you also then pull in four grams of water combined. So when people actually go on low carb diets, 
they're not losing fat initially. What they're actually losing is a lot of water weight because as they eliminate carbs, they're also obviously eliminating that water pool that comes along with it. So if you've ever heard me talk about the pyramid of prioritization and the things that I like you to look at in order, calories will always come before macros. People stress and stress and stress. What are my macros? What are my macros? I'm not hitting my macros. Hit your calories first. Honestly, don't stress about your macros if you're going over your calories by 300 every day. That's where the magic happens. There is absolute merit in the, in the asked question here, should you only have carbs before or after a workout? If I am progressing with a client and we have absolutely nailed hitting the calories each day, if we've absolutely nailed, say, hitting a protein goal each day, maybe then we've moved on to looking at macros. If performance is a goal and we are looking at those macro splits, I would then start to look at when they have their carbs before or after workout because that improves the performance, the fueling of the body, and those carbs really play a crucial role. But that's another thing, another tier, if you want, in priorities, in importance. Number one, get those calories in check. If your calories are in check consistently, and by consistently, I mean at least for four, six, eight weeks, if you're hitting that, then think about going into macros. Then you could possibly have a look at your carbs, not before, not before you've done that over a prolonged period of time, you're seeing results, you're comfortable, you're happy, and you're then in a place where you can take in more information, take a little bit more interest, shall we say, or delve a little bit deeper in the tiers of that importance. But before then, just get your calories sorted. I'm really disappointed about my scale weight. I know that you've said before that it shouldn't be the only metric, but this is honestly the only plan I've stuck to and really expected to see a loss this week. Can you shed any insight as to why this has gone up and what I need to do differently? Okay, so I'm going to put a little bit of context to this question without divulging who you are, client confidentiality. So client in question doesn't have actually a lot of body fat to lose. Um, what happened, they dropped a really good amount of weight in the between weeks, the start in week two, and then between week two and week four, there was an, actually an increase on the scale of 0.4 of a kilogram, so 0.4. Over the span of the four weeks, they lost 1.7 kilograms and they lost 15 inches, 15 inches of someone who does not have a hell of a lot of body fat to lose in the first place. They also had one of the most noticeable before and after photos. So in terms of the loss on the body, very, very visible in the photos. So let me pull a little bit further out. This is the reason with my one-to-one -one girls, we will do weekly check-ins, but I also like to do monthly reviews. So although check-ins examining a small period of time are really, really important, what is even more important is that once in a while to zoom out and take a much more bird's eye view of your journey, of your progress, of what's going on with you. If this is the first plan in your whole life that you have ever managed to stick to, that's one of the biggest wins that you could walk away from this with. One of the absolute biggest wins. 
You've done something the last four weeks that you have never done before. You've challenged lifelong habits. You've made lasting changes. You've set the bar for yourself. You're developing a new trust with yourself about what you have done previously versus what is your now new normal. You've changed things for yourself. You've changed the expectations of yourself. Perhaps when you signed up for this, you thought, okay, I'm going to sign up for this, but there's absolutely no way I'm going to be able to stick to this for four weeks. You did it. That's the first time you've ever done it in your life. That is amazing. So that in itself for me is a massive win. The other thing is that over the period of the four weeks, you did lose weight. You lost weight. More importantly, 15 inches on a small frame body is a hell of a lot. And to see visible changes over four weeks in photos is actually fairly monumental. So I think overall massive success. Again, it goes back to the previous question, traditional approaches. We put a lot of weight excuse the pun, on scales, on what they're telling us. 0.4 of a kilo is absolutely nothing. If you have a pint glass, hold a pint glass in front of you with water. Imagine your bladder was really full and you peed into a pint glass that probably weighs about 0.4 of a kilo. That's the type of thing that I'm talking about. The scale weight could be influenced by whether you had a little bit more salt the previous uh, previous night, what you ate, um, bladder, bowel movements. It would also be very, very obvious over a two-week spell whether it's got hormonal influences if you want to be really really accurate as a female you'll weigh yourself and you'll compare the same points of your cycle so say for instance you compare week one of your cycle you compare that to week one the next month whatever that looks like for you maybe you have more like a five-week cycle you compare week one to week one the next month week two to week two that will give you a really accurate more accurate and description of what's going on rather than week to week and that's why it's so important with my girls that we do weekly check-ins because it gives you a really good tangible amount of accountability motivation and to look at the weeks in bite-sized chunks but it's also really really important to zoom out and look at the whole picture I think if you've walked away from this with improved knowledge beginning to make habit real habit formation and you found for you I know as well you were not working when you started and then you managed to slot the challenge essentially around your new working life like that is massive absolutely massive and I think the wins that you've taken from the last few weeks far outweigh that kind of expectation you did lose you lost weight you lost inches and there's a visible change in those photos so although the scale weight is a metric don't let it drive you you asked me um what should you do from no what should you do differently nothing absolutely nothing keep going keep doing exactly what you're doing and do this for another 2 4 weeks continue to do it see how you go see how you go james smith talks about a really poignant met, uh, analogy for me and this made a lot of sense actually and i think it can feel very frustrating, but he talks about an ice cube. So imagine you've got an ice cube in a very cold room. So you've got an ice cube on a table and the room is at minus 10. That ice cube isn't going to change. Okay, turn the temperature up in the room a degree. That ice cube still won't change. Turn that temperature up in the room another degree, another one, another one. Keep doing that, making those changes, making that change in temperature consistently over time. That ice cube isn't going to change until it hits to that point, that zero point, that point of melting. Then what happens to it? 
accelerated progress. It melts, it melts, it melts, and that only becomes faster, faster, faster. You have to build up the momentum behind behind making physical change. That momentum comes in the form of habits, in changing your day-to-day routine, and it's those small changes compounded over time that makes the difference. You might feel as though what you're doing isn't getting you the immediate reward, but it might have taken you a long time of bad habits to get where you are, and it's gonna take a little while of good habits to get you out of it. So just bear that in mind, that sounds really harsh, it really does, but it does take a little bit of time to um, to kickstart that change, but once it gets going, it gets going, and the only way that you can get it going is to make those consistent changes over time. This one is a little bit different, but I want to talk about it. And this is testament to you because you're one of the most organized people I think I know. Um, How do I keep up the level of activity over winter? I don't know how I will manage to get my steps up and exercise in the dark. I live where there is no street lights and very isolated. Okay, so you are incredibly organized, incredibly. I actually hope we're working together during the winter months, so we'll absolutely have you covered. When it comes to things like that, gyms are a savior, I suppose, in terms of they don't, they aren't dictated by light, by accessibility, all these things. And it might be a case that you're going to have to switch up your patterns of exercise and activity over those winter months to accommodate for this. You'll see this in professional sport. You'll see people that have kind of like season training versus off-season training, seasonal training, off-season, like it's, it's very common. Um, things that you might have to start to do is adapt to a more gym-based routine over the winter. That might be going in, getting up steps before and after workouts to make sure that your overall expenditure of the day is higher. It might mean that you have to take advantage of uh, lunchtime hours more than you did in the summer. There's tons of options when it comes to um, when it comes to winter time. Get yourself an exercise bike. Have this as something that you can do inside, indoors, in the warmth, comfort of your own home, in front of the TV even, and, uh, and something that you can do. It will be about planning in advance. I always recommend looking at the structure of your day, of your week, and actually looking at the pockets of time. Where are your t- is it a case of having to get up earlier? Well, you have to get up and actually doing an hour of walking in the morning before you even go to work. Okay, you might have to get up earlier, but is it a case of having to do that rather than not doing it at all? I would, you've got plenty of time to do it, look at your day, look at your week, and have a little nosy as to where those, I think of life as a Google calendar, I know I shouldn't, but it's just the way my brain works. And literally those boxes, where do you have spare boxes that you can fill up with movement and then work around it from there? What is actually feasible for you, practical, and that is what you do. Don't say, well, do you know what? Every single weekend over the winter, I'm gonna climb you know, X hill, walk this much, do all my steps in two days, if that's not actually practical for you, like if it snows, if it rains, if, you know, one weekend might get written off and that's a whole week of steps gone, like do things that are really, really practical that are going to work for you. Um, we have lots of time, so shoot me a message if you want to brainstorm and we'll come up with something. Um, in fur- furlough? In furlough? In lockdown? Yeah, actually in furlough. Um, I know ladies have got treadmills, etc. that when it's come to typical Scottish summer has been a bit of a saving grace. One thing that might go massively in your favour is loads of people will have bought kit over this lockdown period and when they go back to the gym they suddenly have barbells, squat racks, treadmills, cross trainers, occupying spaces in garages, living rooms, etc. that they no longer want. So you might be able to get stuff um, on the fly pretty cheap. But like I say, we can have a chat about that. 
think this is directed at me, but I'm going to approach it from a slightly more holistic way. How do you keep yourself motivated and committed? I always have waves of doing well, seeing results, life happens, fuck it buttons hit, and then back to square one. I'm going to approach this from two standpoints, extremes and wise. So what do I mean by extremes? I believe that we live in a culture of extremes. So it's black and white, yes, no, all in, all out. And very understandably, I think it's actually easier to live life this way. It's very much easier to say completely yes to something, completely no to something, and not have that dilemma somewhere in the middle, that gray area. Diet and exercise just happen to be part of that. How many times have we been completely quote unquote on the wagon and then completely fallen off? What I believe about extremes though is that they don't really allow for a hell of a lot of other things. So life really happens in that gray area somewhere in the middle. And I do believe it's about learning how to how to manage that. The thing about these extremes is that as well, you can only have so much energy, so much focus, so much time to commit to something. And if you're extreme about anything in your life, something else tends to suffer. That's just the way that it is. Like if you say yes to something else, no, if you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. An example of that might be, you know, I could go out for drinks with a friend and one evening, go out for drinks, or I could stay in and answer all my emails and make a batch of social media content for the upcoming week. Now, the extremes, if you say yes to something, of course you're saying no to something else, but it comes down to priorities. So if your priority at any given time is, you know, catching up with people, um, you know, taking a break, a well, you know, a well-needed break, if that's required, then that's your priority. If your priority is working on your business, if it is, you know, it depends what your focus is at any given time. And I'll talk about why's in a second. But what I mean is that, one, I think it's a lot to do with where is your attention at a given time? But I do think it's a lot to do with how you juggle what goes on in the middle. So say, for instance, you did say yes to that drink with a friend. Okay, well, just don't go out and abs- get absolutely plastered so that you could come home a wee bit earlier, so you could get up the next morning and then do the content, the emails that you weren't able to do the night before. Like I think it's in that decision-making of finding the balance. It's like we are really good at setting rules because it makes it really really clear like I will not eat carbs I'm totally giving up alcohol that's actually easier than saying I'm going to go out and have two drinks I'm going to have two biscuits not the whole packet the extreme is a safer place to be because there's a set of rules where I think the problem is is that we don't necessarily trust ourselves to make the rules because we've never stuck to them before. So by saying, oh, I'm going to buy this packet of biscuits, but I'm going to trust that I'm going to make them, you know, last for two weeks. When have you done that before? It's that factor that I think gets in the way of things. And this is something that's built over time. I think you have to make mistakes and learn from them. Learn more about yourself to know what is, um, what works for you. Also surprise yourself. How many times have you done that? And then you've been like, oh my goodness, you know, I used to do this and now, now I've just gone and really surprised myself. Continue to do that. Like we don't have to get stuck in old habits just because you did it once before. It doesn't mean you always have to do it. Just because you drive past McDonald's once and stopped doesn't mean you should do it absolutely every time you go past. Like, no, that's just not, 
you know, it's just not the way that it works. Um, and I think it's about managing the middle, managing that middle gray area. And whatever your priorities are at a given time, maybe you do have a really clear six weeks whereby you can focus completely on fitness. And this often helps if you've got something like a wedding, a holiday, etc., coming up. And you have a clear spell of time when you can say, okay, I am going to dedicate more of my time towards something. What the really nice thing that happens when that happens is that when you have slightly less time, okay, the wedding's coming up, the holiday is, has arrived, you can take that foot off the pedal because actually your priority for that length of time is enjoying yourself. Then you can prioritize something else. It's all about that balance and just getting out of this extreme mindset that fitness has to be your be all and end all at all times. Maybe you're coming up for a big promotion. Maybe you've got a big project at work. Maybe business has to take the forefront of your mind for a short time. Well, then body composition goals might have to take a back seat. It's just a bit of acceptance of what is important in your life at any given time. If this was geared towards me, so how do you keep yourself motivated and committed? Um, between September and say February, I had to make a lot of decisions about what I was going to do with business. Now, business, clients, etc., would always come before my own fitness, my own health. Now, say what you want about that. It's about, but I never let myself completely go. I never let it all completely you know, fly out the window. It's about the balance. And I'm not saying that I am the perfect example by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. But what I'm just saying is right now, I have a little bit more time, focus, energy to put towards training and say dieting. So it's something that I can do at the moment. Whereas trying to grow a business and do it, it wasn't quite possible at the start of the year. So I think it's just having that acceptance. So when we go back to the gym, absolutely not. I will not have time to do you know, what I'm doing just now. And it is, it's all about what is the focus. And that's about having wise and about knowing what is important to you. What's important to you at a given time? What is your why? What is your driver? What is your ultimate, like, this is what is my focus just now. And that can change. That doesn't have to be set in stone. Um, so I would be really, really clear about what that is. That's why goal setting is so important. And if you set a really good why, something that you care, that you love, that you know will serve future you, it's really easy to be committed to it because you care so much about it. Like if, if it's something that, I, I, it's, it's actually difficult to talk about, but something that you, that means so much to you, it makes it really, really easy to decide, is this in line with what I'm doing? Yes or no? It makes decision making quite easy. Um, so yeah, I would get really in touch with that, get really in touch with yourself and just where you happen to be at a given time, working on that middle ground. And as I say, motivation isn't something that I think a lot of people have. I think discipline is something that you have. And I'm going to say this personally, I've made enough mistakes, like I've made enough mistakes, I've made enough you know, bad decisions, or I know things that don't help me, that don't, you know, it doesn't help me to sleep in all day, it doesn't help me to eat shit food, it doesn't help me to binge eat, it doesn't help long term, that doesn't help me, um, and that's a discipline thing, not a motivation thing, and it's about being really, really honest with yourself, and wanting the best for yourself, I think, is really important too, and making steps towards that. Oof, sorry, I don't really know where that came from. 
So we are now at the end of our power challenge. I know, I really, really enjoyed it. I, it was something, I'll be completely honest, it was actually designed initially to be a six week boot camp in the gym. It was something that I wanted to do. It was <laughs> something that I booked time with the gym to do and that I'd kind of put the feelers out about the boot camp and then obviously COVID happened. So it's something I've wanted to do. I love, love, love group training. I love taking classes. I love getting a bunch of you together. The energy of it is just something that I get a huge amount from and I really do believe that the women I work with do too. So it was always something that I wanted to take a little bit further and now it just seemed like the perfect time. Like it felt like a lot of PTs were easing off on the Zoom workouts. There wasn't so much of that happening and you know a little bit of lackluster attempt I think across the fitness board to keep everyone focused and I just thought do you know what no let's jump on this let's get everyone going and irrespective of whether gyms will be open or not so I was really pleased that it happened when it did and I have every intention of pushing forward with another one I think the group dynamic is great you learn from each other this really came through in the check-ins as well about how much you all got from the Facebook group in particular and obviously these podcasts are a great chance for me to take the questions that you're asking me and relay them to everyone else. You might actually not directly be thinking these questions or ask them, but when I bring them up, you're like, oh yeah, well actually I have thought that myself. I'm glad someone else asked that. Chances are if you're thinking it, someone else is too. So just bear that in mind. How I would approach the end of this challenge, please don't be downheartened. And I've seen, downheartened? How downheartened? Please don't be sad. Um, I've seen messages this morning about, you know, Oh, I'm I'm glad. I'm sad. It's over. I'm possibly you are glad the Zoom classes are over. And um, but I have seen things that you are feeling a little bit oof, deflated. So please do not. This is a chance. This is a chance to take what you've learned, to take the habits that you've formed over four weeks and apply them yourself. Do it. See how you get on. You had the comfort, the support of the group. Now see how you get on on your own. This is a really great chance and one that I want you to grab and run with yourself. Good news. I'm going to be starting a new one on the 26th, 26th of July. So it's really not far away. It was going to be a little bit further forward than that. It was going to be a hybrid gym home situation. I don't know when the gyms are going to open officially and I'm not prepared to wait. I'm not prepared to wait and have someone else dictate when we're going to do what we're doing. So we're just going to plow ahead and do it anyway. So note in the diary, the 26th of July will be the next one. It will be home workout based again with classes and check-ins. So keep an eye out. As I say, Instagram is my usual go-to about how I get things out. So keep an eye on the old on the old gram. And if you want to sign up, let me know in advance. I might have to put a cap on numbers purely so that we can do check-ins, etc. Um, super, super important for me to have enough time to time to do that. So 26th of July, if you want to get involved. If you're an online client of mine and you want a bit of a change, please feel free to sign up for this. It might be something that you really benefit from. A little bit of a change, a group dynamic, maybe you've never tried something before, but you work with me and you want to do something different, give it a go. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Oh, what else is going on? Life news. So two weeks, less than two weeks till photo shoot day. So photo shoot for me is happening on the 24th, 24th of July. So I've got just under two weeks 
to get things really, really sorted. No stress, honestly, not stressed about it. I'm not doing anything extreme. This is not a in your pants, you know, crazy photo shoot. It's gonna be a nice, <laughs> nice, more covered up um, version. I'm really, really excited for it. Typically, how you would lead into the final few weeks of a normal photo shoot, you would do things like manipulate carbs. <laughs> Back to previous question, are carbs important? In this context, they may be, but I'm going to see how I'm sitting. You start to manipulate carbs and training principles. So if you were in a gym setting, you would start to lower the weight and you'd go into high volume, so really high rep, low weight sessions. Obviously, because we've got home workouts at the moment, that's pretty much how all sessions are anyway um, but I will be starting to switch that up step count's gone up marginally training's going to stay the same diet's going to stay the same for this week but next week I might go into a more fat adapted um, diet state and the day of the shoot I found out the other day there's going to be a more around a 4 p.m 6 p.m window because of lighting so that's something I've not dealt with because normally if I'm doing something like this latest it will be shooting about 12 o'clock midday so it's how to work with your body how to do that with that happening a little bit later on in the day I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna test it a couple of days before and see you know pretend that that was the day of the shoot do what I would do um, and see how I'm sitting about four to six o'clock Um, I think failure to prepare, prepare to fail situation. So I'll probably test that around the Monday or the Tuesday of that week and see how it how it goes. But yeah, everything is going really, really well. I'm really happy. Um, you asked, you know, how do I keep myself motivated and committed? This has been a good way to do that for me. I kind of, I foresaw myself maybe losing a little bit of direction. So the best thing to do about that was to grab it by the scruff of the neck and create a good goal. And this works well for me and something that I've been plugging away at behind the scenes. So um, how do I stay committed and motivated? I set myself goals and I work towards them. So this is the one at the moment. Um, what have I done? I have a bit of a chill day actually. That never happens, but I'll practice what I preach and say you cannot be firing at all cylinders all the time. You can't be going 100 miles an hour and expect there not to be repercussions. So I've actually had a really chilled day, irrespective of it being Monday. If you've ever heard me talk about occasion rather than like calendar date or being driven by the day of the week, I knew that today was going to have to be a bit of a, a restock, shall we say. What's going on with life? How are you feeling? What's going on physically? Um, business plans going forward? Um, things with clients, personally, etc. So today was a bit of a restock. It's felt strange, but nice. And, uh, and yeah, do this so that going forward, things are positive, so that their energy is there, so that everything is where it should be. It's really, really important. So um, I do practice what I preach. I do understand that sometimes you don't feel like going a million miles an hour. Yeah, I get that too. this has been valuable as ever if you've got any comments feedback questions for me specifically please message email or instagram are probably the best ones um yeah if you've got any questions if you like the q a style if you prefer the other ones if you prefer me talking a little bit more personally or you like the cold hard facts of this is a carb this is what you should do 
bang 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 let me know and uh, and i will be happy to gear all content towards what you find useful valuable that is ultimately what i aim to do so let me know all feedback good or bad is appreciated and uh clients we will catch up very very soon power girls if you're interested in starting on the 26th let me know and uh, i'm gonna start to get some numbers together but have a great day and we'll speak very very soon Thank you.